Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 16 of your favorite Celtics podcast, Chasing Banners. My name is Dante Toro. You can follow me on Twitter at Dante on Deck. There you can find just about anything you want to know about me, my YouTube, my blog, um, all types of Celtics content I'll, I am putting out on a daily basis. And like always, as always, I am joined by the one, the only Ryan Sheehan, Ryan Sheehan, the most amazing co-host in America. Ryan, how's your day going, my man? Um, I'm going to have to correct you there. The world, actually. Ooh, the world. I love it. Uh, but I'm doing fabulous today. I went to the gym. I started pumping out mad weight for this game. <laughs> oh, I got a rush going for this game. So uh, I'm excited. I'm truly excited. I, I just want this thing closed out tonight. I want it done. I want them to have like a good like day, practice, whatever, leading up to Miami. And that's that. And go to war. So I'm, I'm ready. Yes, sir. Uh, today is September 9th. Uh, we are a few hours away from game six of the Celtics Raptors. Celtics are up 3-2 in the series. We are hoping uh, we are hoping that the Celtics close out the series tonight and save us the stress of a game seven where, you know, anything could happen in a game seven. Uh, last time we recorded, we, it was just game one that we talked about. The Celtics blew out the Raptors and I made a, uh, I made a, a hot take saying that the Celtics were going to win in five. I may have jumped the gun a little bit too early, but um, I'm not, you know, it wasn't a crazy hot take actually because the Celtics definitely could have won in five if a few different things hadn't happened along the way. And that's what we are going to get into right now. So after game one, we had game two, obviously the Celtics beat the Raptors 102 to 99 to go up two nothing in the series. And um, I mean, basically to sum it up, uh, Jason Tatum had 34 points and eight rebounds, six assists, shot 14 for 14 from the free throw line, just had just a breakout game uh, against the Raptors. And then Marcus Smart, our Lord and Savior, uh, the one that we trust the most. Uh, Celtics were down by double digits going into the fourth quarter. Um, and then Marcus Smart comes out of nowhere um, and just hits five straight threes to start the fourth quarter. Uh, six for 11 overall from three. Finished with 19 points. Uh, dude was just... I mean, he was the reason why the Celtics won game two. They won by three. He hit six threes. I mean, that's not – Marcus Smart hit five threes in game one and hit six threes in game two. He was just – he was just feeling it. it. It's one of these things, Ryan, I was watching the game, and there are very few, like, moments in recent history that I can remember that genuinely, like, would get me, like, so excited, like, like riled up, like, just – crazy just getting me going the last time i probably can think of that was like the jason tatum dunk or even like i don't know remember when um the old celtics point guard from last year they played the raptors and it was a close game at home and uh mr uh you know the point guard that we don't mention anymore he hit like a big three to like win the game basically and i was like i like marked out for that but marcus smart hitting five threes was like a shot of adrenaline for me like i literally like didn't even know how to control myself like I was just I, I feel like I was just standing like flailing my arms around like going crazy but there at the same time there weren't like words coming out of my mouth because I couldn't <laughs> like believe what was happening hitting step back three side steps uh two and one threes like I mean come on I, I mean Mar we don't see Marcus Smart ever doing that but we live for those moments um so Ryan what were your takeaways for from game two that when the Celtics were up two nothing so 
Marcus Smart, did he end up tying Antoine Walker for most threes in a playoff game? Did he end up doing that because he was either one away or he ended up doing it because he ended up with six threes that game? Let me uh, let me because I they I I'm, they did mention it and if he did get it that is huge I think that's just awesome. Um, over the years people saying he can't shoot and now he's like a a pretty solid two way guard actually more than solid. But um, yeah no from game two while you're looking that up from game two. They were just – it was just awesome to see that. I mean, they were down by a little bit, and then they ended up coming back. Um, I mean, Marcus is just – he's just so different. Like, I, I don't understand from him. Like, if – remember we talked about this. I said one of the guys that had to step up when Gordon Hayward got hurt was Marcus Smart, and that's exactly what Marcus Smart has done. Marcus Smart has become a scorer for this team in Gordon Hayward's presence. And if Gordon Hayward, right, comes back after missing all these games and Marcus Smart is still consistent like he is now, it's going to be awesome. But to, to talk about game two, you know, um, Tatum ended with 34 points. You know, that wasn't a surprise. Uh, Kemba Walker had 17. Rob Williams, uh, Mr. X Factor, as I like to call him, he had 11 points. And in the first um, quarter. What's that? 10 in the first quarter, too. Oh, yeah, 10 in the first quarter. Right so, out like, of the gate, he was hot. Yeah, so, I mean, that that's another thing. Like, Robert Williams has been showing up, which is awesome, because I have been saying, as long as this podcast has been going, he is such a big factor to this team. And the fact that he's finally playing and the fact that he's finally becoming, like, a true center in this league is perfect for Boston because that's something that we've been missing for so long. So, overall, it was just everyone did a little bit of something from the uh, starting five. Uh, Grant Williams had ended with two points that game. But other than that, like, you had your whole starting five. And then other than that, the only two other points were Grant Williams. So, yeah. and, and then Rob Williams had 11. So, <laughs> it just shows there's really not a lot of scoring from the bench. Yeah. I want to uh, go back to what you were saying if Marcus Smart uh, – broke Antoine's record like in game was it for a single game you were talking about yeah I was talking about so a single game. Antoine had seven threes in one game Marcus Smart had six but fun fact two things here Marcus Smart actually hit seven threes um, back in 2017 I think that was against Cleveland um, so there's that and also Jason Tatum just he hit eight threes uh, not too long ago a few uh, a few weeks ago so uh, and then Ray Allen, I think, has the Celtics record. He had, he hit nine, and I think it was against the Bulls, maybe okay. back in two thousand nine. I forgot what series that was, but um, no, it's like uh, he didn't break, he didn't match his total that game, but he has matched it in the past. So Marcus Smart confirmed three point shooter. He is so, an elite three point shooter elite confirmed shooter. So let's get into game three now. Um, if you, you if you watch the Celtics, you know what happened here. Um, Celtics lost by one. OG and Anubi. And OG. You know, I, I'm sorry. I'm glad we're talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like, um, you know, he hit a three at the buzzer with half a second left. Um, and the Celtics lost. Here's, all right, here's the thing. Uh, it's a game winner. Yeah, I mean, it happens. You got to move on. You can't get your mind wrapped up in that, right? But here's my... This is my thinking. This is what's been going through my head. This is what went through my head after this happened. 
and I, 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 I want to know what your opinion is on this too, because this is how I've always felt about this in these situations. Like what I understand taco fall, tall guy, tall dude standing in front of Kyle Lowry for the inbound. When you have that much time left on the clock, half a second, we have that much little time left. I knew you were instead of having this. a guy stand in front of Lowry, Thank you. have five guys on the court looking at the other four guys. Kyle Thank Lowry, you. the only way that that would work is if there were two seconds left and Lowry passes it and gets it right back and shoots. In, in those situations, the inbound can be effective. Uh, effective. In this case, Lowry, Kyle Lowry, had, he would have not even been able to shoot or get anything off. So he was yep. ineffective that play. So it's essentially five on four. If you want to keep Taco Fallen to make it harder uh, for the inbounder to get the ball to someone, sure. This is what you do. You put Taco Fall either in the corner where Lowry's inbounding, so he just blocks off that entire side of the court, or you put him where they should have put him, in my opinion, was at the, uh, the elbow of the free throw line, yep. the left side. So that way he has that entire length of the court. And if they even throw it over him, like into the corner, he sees it coming. He can turn around and run and block it with his long-ass arms. Putting Taco Fall in front of Kyle Lowry wasn't effective too because in the bubble you have so much room to step back Yep. From the baseline. Extra three feet, I an think. Extra, an extra few feet at least. Um, if you're on an, a regular arena, like if, you know, at the TD Garden in, in Toronto or whatever, you don't have that much room at all. So in that case, yes, that would work with Taco, maybe. But here, Lowry used that to his advantage, and they, that was, like, super smart on his part. And, you know, to credit Lowry, that pass was as perfect as it could have ever been because if he yeah. threw any more to the left, any more to the right, and nobody would have had to catch it, adjust, and throw up a shot, or catch it where it was and throw it up in an awkward manner. Lowry threw it exactly where it needed to be. OG got a great shot off the defense. Uh, I think it was Daniel Tice that messed up, and Jalen Brown got left behind, and he didn't pick up the OG. Whatever it was, it was a miscommunication, and the Celtics lost on it. Pissed me off, but at the same time, what can you do? You, you can't change it. So what, what are your thoughts about that? Have you been reading my tweets, Dante? <laughs> no, dude. It's I, just like, like legit. We, no, I said, I said the same exact thing after, um, same exact thing a few days later. It's so I, annoying. I, dude. No, it's, like, it's, that's what I don't understand. See like Brad Stevens making weird calls like that. When you have, you know, a second and a half or lower there is no need in my opinion to have anyone on that ball it no, should be 5v4 you, you take advantage should, of the numbers exactly it should be 5v4 that whole time you double the best score or you leave someone in that area like you were talking about towards the free throw line and have everyone else play man there is no need for the zone. There's yeah, no need no, for that, it. Yeah. Why, why in the world were they playing zone on that play? You play man. That's what you – Exactly. And they were like they were like shadowing like really like up on Gasol. Like, okay, Yeah, sure. Jalen – that's where Jalen messed like, up. Sure, Gasol, you get to two goes in the overtime, whatever. But that's better than having them hit an open three to win the right. game. You know what I mean? It's like focus more on the perimeter, the shooters, than, right. than uh, Marcus Gasol. I mean, Anobi – Shot three for five from three that game. Van Vliet had 25. Lowry had 31. That was his big game. Um, and it's annoying, too, because, um, you know, for the Celtics, Kemba Walker had 29 points. Like, he had a really good game. Uh, Marcus Smart shot two for nine from three. So, he just, you know, didn't continue that hot streak, unfortunately. 
And then uh, Brown shot 0 for 2. Tatum shot 1 for 4 for 3. Tatum also shot 5 for 18, so he really didn't have a great game. But it's like, you know, they played like that, but yet they still lost on a buzzer. Like, the Raptors played the best that they had looked that entire series, and they still only won on a buzzer beater. Yeah, it took a .5 second shot to beat them that game. And, and then If you, you really want to look at it And like then that. it's like, okay, like, the you know, the Celtics shouldn't have lost that game, but they did. Um, you know, go into the next game, forget about it, just like pick it up. And then they go into game four and they lose by seven. And that's my segue into the next game. Um, they let the game get to them. They let that buzzer beater really get to their heads. And that's upsetting because like I said, in, in those situations, you can't weigh on what happened last game. You got to move on, move forward, forget about it and play game four. And in, in this sense, game four, we're talking about, like game three never happened, right? Just act like, you know, get the, get the, take the three, one lead and whatever. Um, Tatum had 24 Jalen Brown shot two for 11 from three. And believe it or not, he shot, that was the highest percentage uh, from three for any player on the Celtics that game. Tatum shot one for six. Mark uh, smart was Tatum smart and Walker were all one for six from three. So they had a, combined three for 18 threes between the three of them and Brown shot two for 11. Um, and they lost by seven. Siakam had 23. Lowry had 22 again. Ibaka had a decent game. He had 18. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they just let the game before get to them. Jalen Brown was pissed and all this stuff. And then he comes out and just lays an egg two for 11 from three. Yeah, no, that, Game four was really, very really, yes, yes, yeah, very, very aggravating. Frustrating because to me it was like we could have easily like taken care of business that game and like went up three one and you know went into game five, end the series. But they they did it to themselves. They allowed yep. them to even go to six games tonight. Well, I honestly, Dante, I said this before. Like, I'm not surprised that Toronto uh, won more than one game. Like, I know they were more than a one one team. But mm-hmm. it the way and the fashion that they got those two wins, like yeah. it, it literally took the Celtics to play very bad and like <laughs> have a very bad shooting night, and they yeah. still only lost by seven. And it took a literally a 0.5 second shot to beat them. So it shows, right, how much better this team is than the Raptors if they don't mess up and they just play like the way they should. It it shows because if you look at the game we will get into next. That is the Boston Celtics right there. If the Truly. Celtics, if the Celtics didn't lose on the game winner, they went up three nothing. They would have swept. I really think they would have swept yep. because game four they would not have played like that. They would have had much more confidence. They would have, you know, they just would have been like, let's get it over with. Um, but three, they lost. I, I was gonna say just three nothing is a whole different world mm-hmm. in series than two one. It is whole the, the, different the mindset that you not only that you put yourself in, but also your opponents is on that. It, it's right. just because like, two one, the Raptors are still in it. They just need one more to tie it, which they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then game five comes around and Boston wins by 22 points. They won by 18 in game one. And I said that I don't think the Raptors would lose by that. I didn't think the Raptors would lose by 18 uh, period. Um, but I was like, there's no way they lose by more than that. And they lost by 22. The Celtics, Obviously, you know, Jalen Brown was pissed. He wanted to come out, make a statement. Didn't do that in game four. He was saving it for game five because he had 27 points, three for seven from three. Uh, Kemba had 21 points, seven assists. He had a, besides shooting one for six from three again, had a great game. Tatum, 
I guess he's just not shooting threes that well this series, or at least the last three games. So he shot one for five again, um, but he had 18 and 10. So there's that. At the end of the day, uh, Brad Wanamaker also had Brad Wanamaker. Uh, listen, I know. I've said my stuff about Brad Wanamaker. I, I've, I've said what I've said. I can't take it back. But he has been playing very well for the Celtics. Very good. He was – I mean, besides Grant Williams, who hit a three, like, at the end of the game, it was the starters and Brad Wanamaker that did all the scoring. Um, so I applaud Brad Wanamaker. He's really carrying his role off the bench really well. Um, and the Celtics took care of business in game five, and they went up 3-2. Uh, what, what were your thoughts? What were your takeaways from that game, Ryan? Uh, Brown Wanamaker just throughout the postseason, he's been very solid. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people weren't expecting him, including me, to be that way. And the fact that he has finally found his groove with this team, like especially in this postseason, is great because that's something we have been looking for all season. We've been needing someone off the bench. Mm-hmm. And Brad Wanamaker has been so solid for this team. And it helps us tremendously, tremendously. And, you know, you see the difference from – the regular season when he was playing and we were looking for that bench guy to now it just just having one guy be effective for your bench can do worlds for you uh, yeah. so mm-hmm. so that's that's one of my biggest takeaways right now um again other than that you had the top 6 which was Brad Wanamaker was in that top 6 other than that they scored all the points and Grant Williams had 3 points Three yeah. points. So That's everyone helped. Yeah. That, so, you know, when you have that top six scoring, you know, Brad Wanamaker, 15, Kemba, 21, Marcus Smart, 12, Daniel Tice, 15. Oh, Daniel Tice. Yes. He's been playing great. 15 and eight. Yeah. Yep, Jalen Brown, 27, and Jason Tatum, 18. It's awesome. And Daniel Tice is the biggest bargain in the league. And <laughs> he really is. He, I to, know. Be honest, to be honest with you, like, he's probably one of the best defensive centers in this league. And, quite shocking he didn't get like any consideration for anything i i just want to put that out there because i I think he is very solid yeah i think it's kind of wild honestly like i'm i mean i'm not upset about it no i'm not upset i'm just like i'm just like i wouldn't be surprised if he had Um, gotten like a vote or anything yeah but one thing that surprised me too with that was jason tatum received a lot more votes than jalen brown did for making it all defensive yeah i did like don't get me wrong Tatum is a phenomenal defender and he deserved votes. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like Brown has been more consistent throughout the year on defense. Yep. He definitely yep. could have gotten more. At the same time, Tatum's a bigger name. He probably got more more popularity votes in that sense. Um, but Marcus Smart made all team first defense. Shout out uh, first team, baby. Shout the out to Tony The best defender Allen. in the league. Yeah, bro. I mean, he uh, he made the best first defender team. in the league. Defensive Didn't get any. Got snubbed uh, for contention to win Defensive Player of the Year, but he, he received. First team. He received. Did you see? He how received many less votes, votes than Pat Bev, but he still finished first team. I don't get that. He had no. He had zero first place votes for oh, Defensive really? Player of the Year. Yes. Oh yeah, zero. yeah, yeah. For Defensive Player of the Year, yeah. Pat Bev got more votes for Defensive Player of the Year, but yet Marcus Smart still finished over him on the All Defensive. Team. Even though Marcus Smart is better than Pat Bev, I'm Patrick Beverly. Everyone, listen to me right now. I don't care if you're a Clippers fan. I don't care if you're a Suns fan. I don't care if you're from Europe, uh, Africa, wherever the hell you're from. This is the truth, and this is what you gotta listen. You have to listen to me. Patrick Beverly is the most overrated defender in the NBA. He doesn't play defense. He talks a lot. He fouls, and he just moves around. And he flops. And he flops. 
Marcus Smart flops too, but at least he plays good defense to go along with it. Marcus Smart played unbelievable defense last game. Like I don't know, there were a few moments where I caught uh, where I was watching, and Marcus Smart was just like locking dudes down. He was the primary uh, option, uh, the defensive option on Kyle Lowry, and two straight games, Kyle Lowry had thirty and twenty something. He had ten points this game. He had also a minus twenty three plus minus, which was the third worst on the team. That's the Marcus Smart effect. I honestly don't know why they weren't doing that uh, after his 30-point game. I don't know why they didn't put Smart on him in game four. I'm happy they did it in game five, and it worked. So tonight, I'm fully expecting to see Marcus Smart try to lock up Lowry or at least Van Vliet again because that's obviously working. Yeah. No, Cal Lowry, I would say, is more important than Van Vliet. And right now, Mar- Marcus Smart didn't like let him it, shoot so. in 18 minutes guarding him. That was a wild stat I saw. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. minutes yeah. guarding mm-hmm. him last time. He didn't let him take one shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I, yeah. I want Kyle Lowry locked down by Marcus Smart. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, I and whoever you want to put on in him. My, it, in my opinion, Van Vliet's the better talent, but he just hasn't been playing like it. Uh, uh, I think – you I think, think he's a better talent. I think he's more talented than Kyle Lowry. Yes. Okay. I want to say that Kyle Lowry, though Van Vliet might be more talented, Kyle Lowry is the heart and soul of that sure. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And sure. You, yeah, I'm not gonna say. Take, yeah, I'm not gonna take that if away. You take that's like Kyle me Lowry saying, that's out like of the game. Saying, that's like me saying Jason Tatum is more talented than Marcus Smart, but we know Marcus Smart is the heart and soul. Yeah. Of yeah. Soul. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? We know that. So I think if you take Kyle Lowry out of the game, though. What do you? What are they gonna do? Uh, no, Van I'll Vliet. say no. Van Van Vliet gonna lead. Van Vliet like, hasn't had that great of games this series. Now I'll, no. I'll say that I think he's has he's a hundred million percent been underperforming, and Kyle Lowry stepped up when he's needed to. Kyle Lowry's been through the ringer. He's he's has more experience than Van Vliet. He's been there. He knows what it's about. So both I'll, the champion I'll, though they I'll, know what yeah, it's about. They're to win both a champions. They both made it to the finals and stuff. So they work well together. But no, Lowry, especially the last few games, has had better performances than Van Vliet. I just think it's one of those things where it's like, I'd be more afraid of Van Vliet catching fire than Kyle Lowry. Because Van Vliet, he's had multiple games in the bubble where he's had at least five threes. He's had multiple 30-point games. Um, In that list, I was talking about uh, the playoff, uh, the single-game playoff leaders and, like, all that stuff. Van Vliet hit eight threes um, July 17th. He, uh, or August 17th, excuse me. So a little under a month ago. Like, I mean, he can shoot. He can, I mean, when he's on, he is on. Same thing with Kyle Lowry, though. Kyle Lowry is someone you don't want heating up either. I feel like you should worry just as much about Kyle Lowry as Van Vliet because Kyle Lowry is the same thing. As soon as he catches fire, it's game over. He is yeah, a, no, a, sure. He gets so disrespected in the league, and it's like, it's like Kyle Lowry is a very good player. He is a dog. Like you, like no, he do yeah, not I let know. Kyle Lowry catch hot either. Like he will low key ruin you. Like he will. But yeah, I do no. agree with I do agree about Van Vliet because Van Vliet, when he gets hot, he's stroking it. He's gonna hit his shots. You can't give him an open shot. Can't. Yeah, I'm in no way disrespecting Lowry or trying to downplay his talent because he has talent. He's underrated. He gets way too much hate for whatever reason. Um, it, it's just. You know, 
I don't know. If I were to pick one, I'd probably pick Van Vliet, but they're both guys. Like, I'm not going to talk trash about Lowry because he's been playing well the past They're both. I, I, I both want like him watching him play. I like watching it's, them both play. Not against also, the Celtics, though. <laughs> I feel like the last – yeah, facts. I feel like the last few games, it's really been, like, one or the other that's going off. Like, last game, it was um, – Lowry. Lowry. The last two games, it was really Lowry. Lowry had – I keep clicking on this 2K21 ad. Like last game, well, last game, Lowry had 10. So he that last game when the Celtics won, Van Vliet had 18, Lowry oh, had Oh, I meant 10. the game before that. The, the game two before games, that, 34 The two points. games before is when um, – 31, 31 points. Yeah, Lowry had 22, 11, and 7 in game four. And Van, had, um, and Van Vliet had 17. He shot six for 19. Did Kyle Lowry have 31 in game yes, three? Yes, that then? was in game okay, three. there we that go. Was game three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So in game three, um, let me pull up the stats. Uh, I was losing myself there. One second. Uh, Kyle Lowry had 31, six and eight, and Van Vliet had 25. So Lowry had the better game, um, but it, it's been like, you know, one of, the, one of them's going to have a better performance than the other. I, I think – Van, I'm more tonight. Game six, we're just gonna get into it. We'll give our predictions. I'm more worried about Van Vliet going off tonight than Lowry. I feel like if there's gonna be a game where Van Vliet has a fantastic shooting night and this and that, it will be tonight. I have um, to. I think I have to agree with you there. Just because we were just talking about Marcus Smart defending Kyle Lowry, if Marcus Smart's like gonna be on him, yes, I can. I can totally agree with you with that. If they're gonna if they're gonna lock down Larry like they did last game, they're gonna have to rely on Van Vliet to do a lot of the scoring. And I feel like you know, with the Raptors being as well coached as they are, Nick Nurse, um, I, I feel like they'll they'll find a way to figure that out. Some you know questionable I mean? comments from Nick Nurse last game. Being he coach of the year, a lot, dude. yeah, being coach of the year, it's kind of questionable what you're talking about there, especially throwing one of your big stars under the bus. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I, that well on the bubble. I it know. doesn't look good. That's it not something not you good. want. That's not something you want to say. I was kind and, of shocked. He said that. I, I, I'm not saying I'm shocked by the amount of complaining that he's done because I understand it's the playoffs. Like you, you, you talk to the refs, you do this and that. But like, Ner- Nick Nurse and Kyle Lowry have been like, it's like exhausting how how much they complain. It's just yeah. like, dude, like, just. Come, I know not every call is gonna go your way. Not every call is fair. Like you know how many calls the Celtics have been given against them that have been so questionable. We don't see Brad Stevens crying to the refs like Nick Nurse has. Right. Um, One game actually was funny because at halftime, I think they had the same amount of fouls, or the Raptors had more, or more free throws. One or the other. And Nick Nurse was still complaining to the refs, like, dude, yeah, you're, you're yeah, winning, yeah, yeah, you're winning yeah. the, like, why are you complaining free, when yeah, you Yeah, I saw have that. The free- Raptors, the Raptors had a, a handful more free throws. Yes, yes, yes. So it's, that's it's what like, it was. Bro, so it was like, the free you're getting throws. the calls. Like, what are you, what are you complaining about? Who, who complains um, more, Kyle Lowry or, or, or LeBron James? <laughs> I mean. Oh my gosh. I feel like when LeBron James complains, it's more of like it makes sense and it's LeBron, so it's like okay. But like, I don't know. When I see Kyle Lowry complaining like that, I'm like, dude, you're not all that. Like, you're good, but like, you you don't have the recognition. You don't, you're not LeBron. You're good. I think you're good, but you can't do that. Yes, that is my thought process. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So we got game six tonight. Um, what what do you what do you what are your expectations tonight, Ryan? What do you think is gonna happen? You you have to close the series out tonight. You cannot let it go to seven. No, 
Not with the Toronto Raptors. No, you cannot. Even though we've had their number all season, they are still the defending champions. They know what they have to do. They know how to play. Do not give them another chance. Do not give them the slightest hope. You come out the gates hot. You come up by like 15 points and you end it. You don't let them come back at all. That's what they have to do. Because the Toronto Raptors, about them, I said this before the series started, they are so extremely resilient. You could be up by 30 points, and they're going to still try and bust your ass. They will be on you. They do not care. They will do whatever they have to do. So you have to come out of the gates hot. You have to end the game as soon as it starts. And I'm expecting a big game on both sides of the ball from Marcus Smart. Clearly, I want him on Lowry. And if Van Vliet catches hot, I want Smart on Van Vliet. You put the best defender on their best score, and you mm-hmm. lock them down. That's what I want. And I'm expecting yeah. I'm expecting Tatum to have a good game too. Yeah. Tatum, Tatum definitely needs to have – you know, he's kind of been struggling the past few games. I mean, not struggling. He has – Close out he hasn't game, been he hasn't been himself the past few games. He hasn't been hitting that many threes. Um, but this is a closeout game. This is the game where you make a name for yourself. Right. Um, you you mentioned that I was gonna say it as well. If Larry's going off, put Marcus on Larry. If Van Vliet is going off, put Smart on Van Vliet. Van Vliet. You, that it's an easy thing to do, and you got you still got Jalen. You could put on the other. Um, Siakam. Siakam's been weird. Siakam has been very weird. Um, He has been, you know, uh, on and off. Last game he had five fouls. He actually has been getting into a foul trouble a lot against the Celtics. Mm -hmm, I think that in the two blowout games, Siakam had five fouls. So I think that's key for them, getting Siakam out of the game, um, having him sit on the bench and having them, you know, really use their depth to catch up or stay on pace with Boston. Uh, My predictions for this game, you said it, no game seven. Uh, we cannot allow game seven because if game seven comes around, anything could happen. It, it's just like, we just don't want to be put into that situation. So right. Celtics need to win tonight. I expect them to win tonight because the way they've been playing in the playoffs, the way they handled Philadelphia, the way, you know, they're handling themselves in general, the maturity, you know, the, taking responsibility for their actions, uh, addressing their mistakes and moving on from them. They've handled themselves so well. I think they're going to come into game six tonight. They're going to take care of business. Jason Tatum is going to have at least 25 points. Jalen Brown's going to have at least 20. Kemba Walker is going to have a, a very Kemba Walker, cardiac Kemba-esque game. And Marcus Smart is going to lock dudes down. And That's Daniel what, Tice. I have a Daniel big Tice, feeling about Daniel Tice. He just too. needs to continue solid. to play solid all around. He needs to continue to get boards. He shot five, five last game, keep shooting efficiently. Uh, Robert Williams. I want to see him make an impact off the bench as well. Um, I, I think that this game can go very well for Boston. Um, it could go very well for Toronto as well, but I think that the position Boston is in knowing that Miami is already in the Eastern conference finals, that they can, they win this Scary. game, they're in the Eastern conference finals. Um, I, I think they're going to be extra motivated tonight. I think that they are going to come in hot, they're going to take care of business, and then we'll, we'll be on to Miami in the next round. You know, I'm, first of all, I want to point out one thing you said. Leadership on this team is incredible. On it, another it's level. True. It's so, it, it really I, is. After, after game three, this is why I say they have the best chemistry in the league because it's unbelievable the amount of guys that took blame and like Brad Stevens, Jalen Brown, just everything. You know, it, it's incredible. And 
there it's a team full of leaders. You look at you look at the whole roster. You can go down that whole roster. You can pick out almost the whole team. You know, Romeo Langford's a rookie. He's not as mature yet. Carson Wedwards uh, um, isn't as mature yet. Any of those guys. If you look at Ennis Cantor, though, Ennis Cantor, leader. Jalen Brown, leader. Jason Tatum, leader. Kemba Walker, le- you know, there's so much leadership on this team that they should be able to close out this game tonight. And sorry, Ennis Cantor, I just don't want you on the floor, but <laughs> please keep up the leadership because yeah. <laughs> you, because of you, we gave up like 14 so points we, in four minutes. We so. gave, yeah, as soon as Ennis Cantor entered the game the other day, he gave up six points in like a minute. And they uh, got taken out right away. Completely like, I, exploited. I was like, why the hell is Ennis Cantor and not Robert Williams in the game he's, right he's now? He's not fast enough for the pick and roll. And he's, it, yeah, he, he's not met. He is not made for this series. <laughs> he, he's yeah. just not. There is some series like you could play him against Philly and it worked, I guess, in some cases. You, you play him against the Raptors and it's not going to work. And I, we, we, that was a perfect example of how it's not going to work. Second thing. Miami, I hope we close out tonight, and I'm so happy Miami beat Milwaukee because they are such a perfect matchup for the Celtics and way better than what it would be against Milwaukee. Um, but they are a different team. They really are. They're From hot. what I saw in the regular season, they are very hot. I think the and Celtics if, and Heat are the two hottest teams in the NBA. Oh, right yeah. Now. No, the best it's, teams. If, if we advance, which we should tonight, it's going to be an absolute bloodbath that mm-hmm. series. It's going to be because both teams have something. They to want prove. it, yeah. And, and you know, Jimmy Butler. Like, I want Marcus Smart on Jimmy Butler that whole series. I do. I really do mm-hmm. because you need to take him that out. Matchup. I, I, oh my yeah, goodness. that would be an unreal matchup. And then you got to find something. I know I'm talking ahead. You got to find something about Tyler Hero. He's been extremely hot. One of their stud. best players. Yep, he absolute is an absolute stud. stud. You got to find someone to put on him and lock him down. You really mm-hmm. do. But um, looking ahead to tonight, you just have to finish it. That's it. The, you know your job. You got to go out there and do it. You can't let this thing go to seven games. You do not want to go seven games with the Raptors. Because if you do, think about game three. 0.5 seconds left, that could be your series right there, and then you go home. That's why you got to end it tonight. Yeah. Um series needs to end tonight you got to look forward to the next round against miami you're right it's gonna be a bloodbath i'm happy that we're playing miami over milwaukee even if i think we could have competed with milwaukee it's still like you know the refs i don't like blaming the refs for anything but you know the refs would be um, definitely interesting when it's the refs would be it would be on on Giannis's side yeah so i'm i'm happy we don't have to deal with that um that being said Miami is one of the best teams in the NBA right now. Them and the Celtics are two of the best teams, if not the two best teams. That being said, I'm still not scared of them. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think if Miami Celtics match up in the Eastern Conference Finals, it's going to be a bloodbath. Each game is going to be close, but I don't think it's going to. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think the Celtics would be able to take care of. I no, think, they they should. If, you, they, if should. they went through Toronto. In let's say six games, if they beat Toronto, they can easily beat Miami. Easily. Yes, yes, easily. I know Miami, and I've said it. I'm on record saying Miami. I think has one of the best rosters in the NBA. I think the Clippers have the best all around roster, but Miami, I'd argue that they're number two. Um, they're so deep. They got depth. They got shooters. They got veterans. They got guys that can spread the floor. They got Bam, Jimmy. They got guys with grit. Guys with attitude, experience. 
it's the perfect combination. It meshes so well. Um, and that's, you know, and that's scary. That's not, that's definitely not a team want to go up against, but at the same time, the Celtics have their own group. They have, I, I just think that the Celtics have too many, too many guys that can score against Miami. And plus Gordon Hayward's, Hopefully coming back, we'll be back for that. Coming back he's in the bubble. He's cleared. Um, he's cleared quarantine. Now he's, you know, rehabbing, getting back on track. He'll probably have to leave again soon for the birth of his son, which I'm assuming is going to be soon because I actually think like the arrival time was around now, early September. Yeah, it was supposed to be soon. Um, so maybe we'll, I mean, depending on how he recovers, I don't know. Um, but hopefully we'll just have Hayward back at least for like half of the series or something like that. So that's also something you have to keep in mind there. Looking ahead, fun fact, this is where Jason Tatum's young experience, Jalen Brown's experience, Marcus Smart's experience comes into play. In the conference finals, this will be Jimmy Butler's first conference finals appearance. Really? We have, we have yes, that's that something that sense. I yeah, – yeah, I saw that earlier. It would be his first. I never really I don't, thought about yeah. that. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart have all been there. And, and Daniel Tice. Daniel Tice was on that same team, I believe. Experience will play a part. Yeah, experience will play a part. I think Daniel Tice was hurt in that run. Was he? In, all right. In, so in 2018 was, you're talking about? Um, yes. So th- the, the, the year that Kyrie and Gordon Hayward were hurt. Yes, yeah, and they won I seven. 2018. I, 2018 would have been. Yes. Yeah, I think um, – he might have been out. He was either hurt. I think true. he was hurt. I think he was hurt. Or he just wasn't on the Celtics then, but I think he might have been hurt. So, uh-huh. but looking at those three guys right there, Tatum, Brown, and Smart, they've been there before. You that's that's the upper hand already before the series even yep. starts. Absolutely. So they they understand what they have to do. They've been to seven games at the time. Probably LeBron's one of his greatest seasons, right? Playoff runs, at least. You've been there before with him. Mm. You know what you have to do. You're not facing LeBron James anymore. You're facing Jimmy Butler and a bunch of very, very good players. Bam Adebayo, um, Tyler Hero, Jay Crowder's been hot, and just a deep team. So they don't – their superstar is Jimmy Butler. Celtics are young, but so are they. Yes. Bam, Tyler Hero, Robinson, Kendrick Nunn even. Like, they're young as well. They're inexperienced. I mean, you know, you have a handful of guys that have made it. Jay Crowder has been competing in the playoffs. Uh, Kelly Olynyk, <laughs> Yeah, mean, Kelly Olynyk. also He's made some decent conference finals before. So it's like, you know, they have guys that have, you know, gone pretty far in the playoffs, but not like the Celtics. Nope. Um, the, that experience is definitely going to play a part. But, hey, we'll get there when we get there. Let's just focus right. on tonight. Celtics need to win game six. Don't – can't allow game seven – and then we'll go from there. So, um, final thoughts before we end the episode, um, Ryan. How do you, I know you gave your prediction? What do you think the final score is going to be tonight? Oof. If I'm thinking, or like, what do you sh- think? Like, how do you think the scoring? Like, do you think the Celtics are going to win by like one, two? 10? I think. Like, what, if, do, what do you if think? If they're serious about closing out this series, they should at least win by ten. They should. They should, and even if fifteen, because again, if they come out hot. And they truly want this series to be over. It won't be a game at all yeah, because they, they, they it shouldn't be a game. They can make this. They can blow the doors off that team if they play like they did last night. The series is over. But I expect the Celtics to win by um, anywhere between seven to ten points. Seven Enough. To 10 points. Not like a, not not. It's not going to be like a one possession, two possession game. It's going to be 
it's going to be distant enough where it's like it's a convincing win, but the Raptors hung in there throughout the game. I think the Raptors aren't going to go away quietly into the night. I think that they'll 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 try to stay up the pace at Boston, but ultimately Boston I think will win by around seven to ten points. So that's our thoughts. Those are our predictions, our expectations too for tonight. Um, Ryan, do you have any last thoughts before we end this episode? Just win. That's all I got to say is just win. They know that's what they have to do. To. Do your job. Yep, that's the it. New Bill England Belichick. Way. Bill Belichick says it best. Do the your new job. way. Do your job. Get it done. Take care of business and move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. And then okay, we'll... here's a thought. Imagine if Bill Belichick had Marcus Smart on his team. Oh my god. He'd play him at every position. Oh no, he'd play him at every not every <laughs> not every position on offense, on defense. Both just sides. just yeah. defense. <laughs> he'd be unreal. He, he I saw someone uh crazy comparison. I saw someone compare him as the Ed Reed of basketball. I I also saw that. Yeah. I I, I, I mean not that. a bad comparison. Very interesting comparison. I know. I know. Yeah. One of the bet what, what he was a safety, right? Yes, yeah. One of the one best of, safeties. One of the, yeah. And totally a uh, Bill Belichick killer. For <laughs> he did sure. not like yeah. playing against Ed Belichick Reed. Belichick loved him, though. Yeah, no, he absolutely adored Ed Reed. Um, yeah, no, I love that. I saw that as well. Um, so, yeah, everyone, that was ep- this is episode 16 of Chasing Banners. We got I games. love it. We love it. We got game six tonight. Hopefully we can say that we love the outcome of that game, um, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully the Celtics come out with a win and the series and move on to Eastern Conference Finals. But until next time, my name is Dante Toro. You can follow me on Twitter at Dante on Deck. Find all Celtic stuff, everything you want to know about me, like I said at the beginning of the episode. Um, Ryan, uh, before I ask you to plug your stuff, and like I always do, I want to also say one thing really quick. Um, me and Ryan made the decision. Um, we made the business decision. Uh, we are going to cut back on Hoops Caviar for the time being. We are going to focus more on this podcast, the Cel- uh, Chasing Banners. Um, cater to our Celtics fans. We're going to try to put out one to two episodes a week. Um, be consistent with this. Grow up our Twitter account at Chasing Banners. You can follow us. And we're going to really prom- promote it, build it up, and then in due time, we'll bring hoops uh, back. Um, but that is our focus right now. Uh, so we obviously appreciate everyone that listens and follows along because you're the reason why we keep putting out episodes. If you guys didn't listen, follow us interact with us like we want to be doing this so we appreciate all of you and we're looking forward to putting out more chasing banners content more celtics content moving forward but that was a mouthful ryan plug in all your stuff you can follow me on twitter at 401 sheehan s-h-e-e-h-a-n again best irish name out there can't beat it uh, you can find where I talk Celtics, uh, even other sports, obviously, uh, all my buffoonery on there. Uh, and then also I have my other podcast, which I have not found the time to get back to because life hits you and that's how it goes. But it is called Sheehan's World. Uh, you can follow that podcast on Instagram called Sheehan's World Pod. I've been actually very active on the Instagram, so at least I got that still going. But uh yeah so that's where you can find me yes sir we are uh you should all follow uh ryan on twitter and all social medias is a must follow um we are very happy to have made it to 16 episodes we can't wait for 17 and we can't wait for the celtics to be on in less than an hour about an hour and a half actually so we're gonna we're gonna hop off we're gonna get ready for that and until next time everyone Love you all. Stay safe, stay healthy. God bless and go Celtics. Go Celtics, baby.